Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Dr. Redmond. And ha ha! Don't know why I did that laugh. We're back for episode seven, What Doesn't Kill uh, You. Which is, of course, a misquote of the famous Nietzsche saying, What doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Yes. Uh, well, not misquote. It's a paraphrase. Like, misquote suggests you're getting it wrong. But no, it's the same sentiment. It's just his was first person and this is, you know, second person. Uh, all right. And yes, kind of amazing <laughs> that we just watched the Nietzsche episode of uh, Wire, Wire in the Black. Couldn't have uh, timed this episode better. Of course, this episode isn't really Nietzsche themed at all. Uh, it's just a fun title. Uh, I think you can... I think you can say that there is what doesn't kill me makes me stronger implied by Bailey's relationship with his horrible father. Right? But we don't delve enough into that in the episode that I can say that confidently, that that's what they're going for with that line. Your thoughts? My thoughts about the what, line? The title. Well, there the well, I don't know. Could be the two girls. You don't really get well. that sense, though. You know, don't really get no, that I, sense that like I didn't. I didn't get to find. Be, well, I it wasn't focused enough on. Um, I mean, it, it is a shift. We need to talk about it. It is a shift. With you said Bailey, isn't that his name? The director Doug Bailey. Oh, that's his last name. Okay, yeah. Doug. Okay. Yeah, it's the first I, time they're calling him by his first name is in this episode. Everyone, everyone's suddenly calling him Doug, and I'm like, wasn't he Director Bailey until now? Anyway, well, yeah, but now he's part of the team. But now he's part of the team, and might get killed off in two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, they want to say stuff is real. They're probably going to kill somebody off, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's the, the new guy. Ah, oh, dear. But yes, hey, you know what? They got us to a good point of liking him, and that's what matters. Well, yes, that's what they did this episode. We're sort of talking about our general. This was, this was a great episode. I had a great time with it. Like, I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to complain about this episode. I had a great time with this episode. It's a ton of fun. Yeah. Like, it it really was a is. ton of fun. It had some breaks. It had some horror. Yeah. I, I liked very much the way they are slowly showing this man decomposing. Yeah. Rather than the jokes we always made. Yeah. <laughs> about how everybody was decompensating immediately and they have immediately they go out and they have you know <laughs> like they go into spree killing and it's like no they're taking their time with this guy they're showing yeah. why, how he's crumbling how he's crumbling and it is um well it written, is it's well acted like it's again yeah uh, they are taking the time to do it right and that's what we wanted all along and i'm just blown away by how well it's going yeah i mean I'm not going to pretend However, to be cynical about this. No, 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 no. This whole this this whole episode, I rather enjoyed. Yeah, completely. I, um, there were too many things, and I, I, a couple of times, I'm just bursting out laughing, right? Because of its echoes <laughs> of, my, of what's going on at my own university. Right? I know, right? <laughs> What do you mean? We can't let anybody know we have a serial. Uh, yeah, I immediately thought of you, like the dean, <laughs> whose first thought is, okay, yeah, but the legal exposure, if we let people know that there's a serial killer running around the university, is just not acceptable. I'm like, um, the serial killer? Should we not be stopping the serial killer? Isn't that the, isn't that the bigger issue here, guy? <laughs> and if they catch him? If they catch him, then of yeah. course you won't have a serial killer running around. Exactly, but no. Then you won't have a. a, a but you yeah, know. being worried about lawsuits <laughs> being the first priority felt almost too real to me. <laughs> no, I was just going. Well, Ooh. yeah. Well, we're seeing a change in the weather in my university, so <laughs> oh, yeah, or a change in attitude. Maybe it will. Maybe we're the talking about universities a, too. A change in corporate culture. Fingers crossed. Um, oh man, but yeah, it was. I, I mean, but anyway, we'll, we'll get there. Let's start. Let's start talking about the episode rather than overall impressions. Yes. Uh, we open with the character, um, trying to remember, Ashley, I think is her name, who yes. is this girl who is trapped in a 
duct work uh, in some duct work. And I just want to say, and this is just just me. I'm going to say it. I know it's hard to make these shows. I know there's so many people asking you to do so much at once, but the prop, the people building the sets built it as if it was a concrete tunnel, but yes. it's obviously supposed to be metal vents and the sound people did the sound effects of metal vents. So it's like every time we get a close up of the wall, it is clearly, you know, plywood that they've painted to look like concrete and do a little bit of, you know, visual texture to look like concrete, but like you don't make concrete air vents and they're clearly air vents. Like yeah, there's I a mean, sign on the wall saying, watch out for the fan blades. And they get to the end and there's like the vents at the end. And whenever she moves, there's the sound of her moving through metal. And I'm like, oh, come on, guys. Yeah. You should have painted it to look like tin. Yeah. Or just built it out of tin. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't go- as if you have to hang it. You're building it no, on a floor. Building it on a floor, it's fine. So yeah, like, all right, that, that's my nitpick for today. That's my. Oh. Uh, and then, well, here's. Did, did you mean, believe I, he only he's only going to have one nitpick? If you do, you haven't been paying attention. No, no, no. But it was funny because I did notice that I'm going. So she's going through all this duct work, and I'm paying more attention, obviously, to the sound. And yeah. well, no. And then all of a sudden, you see a close up when she's going to go. Particularly when they light it up, and she's going to go back out. And I'm going. Is that concrete? That's supposed to be. <laughs> that's what? concrete, yeah. right? What you know? I but know. then we just move on. So. So it doesn't matter, really. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter, really. But it was just. It was was funny. funny. It was funny, and we're not going to pretend it wasn't. All right. Uh, So yeah, she uh, she hears someone screaming in the distance. She goes crawling. We're doing we're doing a ton of fun horror movie stuff right here at the start. Yep. We've all seen Saw movies. She's uh, you know, and she's someone is watching her through a camera on super old uh, computer screens. It's nice and it's creepy. Yep. Uh, Then we get. Penelope coming to confess to Emily that she kissed uh, Tyler. And again, we love them as a couple. No notes. They're fantastic. Uh, but she doesn't have a chance to confess because Emily and Doug have their meeting with the attorney general about whether they can keep the Sicarius case open. And I'm just going to say this is like the least believable part of the episode. Like, I understand that um you can make the argument that there are because like the guy murdered a sitting senator like murdered this sitting republican senator who is obviously very powerful right i get that they want to hush this up but her not ha- bringing any evidence to the attorney general is kind of ridiculous like I know profile is king and we're all here for the profile and blah, 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 blah. But she shows up and she's just like, he doesn't fit the profile. And I'm like, here's a bigger issue. Sicarius lives in the Pacific Northwest. He killed dozens of people in the Pacific Northwest. And a huge number of those people were killed while this guy was living in London. There is no planet under which this guy could have been Sicarius. Yeah, I know. Sicarius built a giant website, right, uh, full of weird high-tech things, which are skills this man doesn't have. Like, they have concrete evidence that this guy wasn't the guy, and they don't present it. I uh, Look, I didn't understand any of that. That was, it was like Doug and Emily went in and went, duh. Yeah. We, we say that we need to do this, so you just have to let us do this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, bring like, the evidence. Like, no, you, you, you make a case. Yeah, they didn't make this a case. This is the, the attorney general yeah. who wants to close it down, and you're walking in there. Yeah. Now, I understand why Doug might be a little leery about doing it. And because, risking his career. Yeah. Yes. But... Emily should have been better prepared. Oh, under, un, undoubtedly, right? But the fact that but they, they didn't prepare needed... at all, other and literally the only evidence they offer is our profile says Sicarius must be married and have kids, and this guy wasn't and do- isn't and uh, doesn't. And I'm like, uh, 
That's it? That's all That's you're it? telling her? You can't prove that he has a wife no. and children. You Just because you prove, profiled it. You can prove where he was living when he killed all these people in the Pacific Northwest. And you can prove where Benjamin was At that when all time. this killing was going on. Like, you have proof that he wasn't Sicarius. And it's like, yes. just, just go with that and make it that the government just wants this to go away because it's embarrassing that a senator yes. got killed. I think that that was, because I think they do, I, I guess the idea was make it so bad that when she reviews it, yeah. um, you know, um, she would still have to say, I'm going to review it. And then Emily and Doug have given her concrete proof. Yeah. They should have had it by now. Given how fast Penelope can do anything, they do have the concrete proof. They talked about it in previous in the in the previous, Bennett episode. They yeah. full on said he can't be Sicarius because he was in living in England while yeah, and the so, Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I know, I know. But they would have to put together a, a full. Uh, the but they should have. I mean, yeah. they should have walked in there not just with a PowerPoint, but with at least you know a written documentation, a, a little yeah, pile of documentation. I mean, what is this attorney general going to be looking at? A PowerPoint? Mm-hmm. Why is there no written document? Like, yeah. And I think it's because they need the attorney general. I don't know what the thought was about not making this. This is, and this is an easy fix. Yeah. You know, this was an easy fix. You have them coming in. You have them make their case. The strong case. The strong case. And then the attorney general just lets it just like we go need this to go away because we need this to go reasons. away and so she makes it go away and then that means that Doug becomes more radicalized embedded yeah yes embedded in the team mm-hmm. it's it's an easy fix and the thing is it's like you yeah. can say oh well would the government really do that and I would point you to a little man named John Dillinger <laughs> because people will tell you that John Dillinger was shot outside of a hotel, right? Sorry, a hotel, a movie theater, and that is what ended the the days of the bandits. Except no one who looked at the body who knew John Dillinger said that was John Dillinger. The M.E. who did the autopsy on the body compared the records to Scott uh, and said, like, this guy is shorter than Don J- John Dillinger, has a different frame, and is missing scars that John uh, from bullet wounds that John Dillinger had. 100%. This isn't John Dillinger. So the FBI made him sign a, a piece of paper that said he wouldn't talk about it for 30 years. And he didn't. And then the second the 30 years was up, he's like, 100% that wasn't John Dillinger. <laughs> and if you look into it, the woman in the, the dress who he came out with was a madam who conspired with a corrupt cop to collect the bounty on John Dillinger by just setting up some criminal. And you may ask, well, what happened to John Dillinger? The answer is, John Dillinger wasn't an idiot. He knew that if the newspapers are saying he's dead, that the government, and the point was, the government needed John Dillinger to be dead because this is now, like, it's not the Wild West anymore. This is not, uh, this is an age of law and order. So he just... Went off and did something else. I, I mean, he's like, clearly. the government has decided to let me go and say I'm dead. Fantastic. Get out of jail free card. And that's exactly <laughs> what he did. I know. You know? And that's I mean, what, yeah, it, and it's like, it's an interesting thing that really happened. And you can actually see them doing the same kind of thing with Sicarius. The idea being, this is too embarrassing. If we have a plausible ending to this story, we just want this story to end plausibly. And so they've got a plausible ending to the story. Well, we all know there are going to be more killings and what are they going to do? Well, I guess it's going to be another serial killer. Yeah, they'll just say it to the government, right? They'll, when they spin it, to yeah. the public, it will be another serial killer. Exactly. If they and ever there's nobody to yeah. cry tears over Benjamin or his mother. Exactly. So yeah, and it's like that would have been much more plausible, and it would have historical precedent of the FBI acting this way. So yeah, I think it's I think that was a mistake. Like, cause it just makes them look bad at their jobs for not presenting the best possible case. Yes, why. because you 
the case because is with that case i might i might have just closed it too yeah well you ha- guys haven't got anything yeah if you i had been her i would have looked at them and said you guys haven't got anything and i would have just closed it then and there yeah like all you're saying is you think he's married that's it you think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm supposed to you know uh, put out huge amounts of resources for that yeah. Uh, and then she says, hey, why don't you try closing a real case and points them at this West Virginia case? And, and so that's why have you on. not been involved in this? The governor is calling me. Yeah, because people are getting uh, a teacher. You're not. And well, it was worse than that. At a university. It was, yeah. No, it was worse than that. It was that Emily wasn't answering the governor's phone calls. <laughs> no, like not returning the governor's phone calls. I'm like, I mean, she actually, looks yeah, that's like. That's a really good point. At the beginning of this, she looks like an incompetent idiot. Yeah, you know, which is okay. And we know something, she's not. Well, sometimes she is. Well, uh, no, no, in this new series. No, in the new series, you're right. In the new series. We're not talking isn't. about the past. No, we're not. Uh, we're not talking. In the new series, yeah, she is very competent. But she doesn't. she's not made to look competent by her actions in this episode. In and this that's episode. What we, can, in, we can say yeah, that I, firmly. Yeah. Yeah, we can firmly say she is not made to look ultra competent by her actions this week. And it's kind of frustrating because we know she's smarter than this. Yeah. And, and well, and even Doug is yeah. smarter than this. Oh, totally. 100%. How did he? Now, you, and now, he is, they a, could... he is a creature of the beltway. How does he think it's a good idea to show up with no proof whatsoever? Now, maybe, maybe it isn't all the proof is in the PowerPoint. Maybe, but presentation, sure but we it. we don't see it. Nope. And what they talk about is he's is the married profile. With two kids. Yeah. Duh, well, no, he doesn't no. say two kids, but yes, no. Uh, but, that's the kids. thing we know. But yeah, he's and, married and he's got a kid. Like, yeah, that's nothing. You're giving me nothing. That's not your high point. No, that's not Leave, the point. You know, the point yes, is he didn't have the skills. He did. Uh, he didn't have the skills. And he didn't have, he didn't have the means or the opportunity to be Sicarius. Yeah. And, and that is the fact. He didn't have yeah. either of those two things. I know. It, it is, it was bizarre. We're spending more time on it, but it is kind of bizarre because it is easy enough to fix. Yeah. It's not as a long problem. as you, you know, I can't even come up with a reason. Like, there, there are times you can come up with political reasons why they're not going to do something. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. They're not going to touch something with a 10-foot pole. Okay, I understand yeah. that. But, but just have it be that. This one, this one would have been no problem. And hmm. I, I don't understand it. In a, Like, in a PowerPoint presentation, yes, you put your strongest, you lead up. And in a paper, you lead up and you put your strongest points, you leave them with the punch, mm-hmm. right? Okay, but when they don't even get to show the PowerPoint, he starts it, they don't get, she wants them to get cut to the chase. Yeah. And they cut to the chase with this. No, this is when you give them the punchline. Yeah. Which is, he wasn't anywhere around when these people were killed. Yep. So he can't be this guy. The end. That's your punchline. Yeah. The end. Yeah. So like the and- profiling stuff is interesting and it is useful in trying to figure out who he is, but it's not evidence. Can't go to court with a profile, as we know in Wire in the Blood. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. profile again, it's useful to help you narrow down suspects, but it's not evidence. And that's the key part. And they're acting yeah. like the the she should think the profile is evidence. And I'm like. You're delusional if you think a profile yeah. is evidence. All right. But anyway, that's yes. that's our big take on that scene. And the problem is that scene under like underwrites the whole drama of this episode. So it puts us off on the wrong foot, which is, you know, troubling. But the rest of the episode is a very solid. Oh, the old, the whole point is the rest of the episode is so solid and it ends on such an upbeat. I know. But we'll it's get there. Only- We'll get there. We'll get there. No, but when you're talking about it. Yeah. So therefore, when you're talking about it, though, you have to make this note. Guys, for season 17, don't do this again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so no, um, we're before, trying to be helpful here. <laughs> I think we've always tried to be helpful. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> sometimes we just make jokes. You're right. 
Sometimes the jokes aren't helpful. Uh, but anyway, the point I was getting at is we get a good scene where they're going over the evidence and they find a microchip, uh, an RFID chip in the, the, what do you call it? In the, the burned container. And they're like, we gotta, and so David sends Tara to go and find out what that is because she's so concerned about breaking up with Rebecca that she's going, that she's not being able to do her job. And he's, so he gives her a super easy task. Right. And yes. he also tells her to just go apologize to your girlfriend. And I'm like, yeah, you should. Like, I agree with that. And because yeah, her go- we talked about this last week and I'm not going to rehash yep. this now, but the fact is, yeah, she overreacted. 100%, but you also should have given her a heads up. Come on. Yeah. She shouldn't have found out about it from a stranger. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Or a person. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, exactly. Like, she should not have been hearing about this from her boss. She should have been hearing about it from the girlfriend she lives with. All right. Yes. So now we get the breakdown of the case, which uh, Doug is doing. Uh, mm-hmm. Taking Penelope's job. <laughs> explaining that a teacher has been found flayed to death with a bladed cat of nine tails, and then dumped on the campus, and his TA has mysteriously disappeared. And the question is, what's the connection? Were they romantically involved? Why were these two people kidnapped? Right? And uh, where is the girl who is still missing? And so they go to look into the uh, the body and the background of the character, and Doug's job is to find out if there are any other missing people. All right, now we cut to Seattle, and we check in with... Ooh, who, as you say, is decompensating pretty fast. He's fantasizing about killing his wife. He's, well... Yeah. And he's well, a- here's the point. Here's the point. I mean, he comes in, he's making breakfast, things are going well... Um, he's going to make breakfast for his wife as well. She's going to, you know, because he's been late and And he's been out too long. He's been away, you know, and then, and then he sees the knife. I mean, I mean, they, this is done so well, you know, all of a sudden he see like he does one of his little, his flashes, right. Of killing her, Mm -hmm. slashing her throat. And then he backs down, of course. But she knows there's something wrong that he's just kind of disappeared because he ended up burning. Obviously, they have a gas stove. Yeah. And he so left the uh, he left a dish too towel close too to close it. to it. Yeah. Yeah. So it starts burning and that shocks him out of the thought like he wouldn't have done it because he's so well trained by Cyrus. Oh, yeah. Because, of course, he would be the obvious suspect if it ever happened. If his family dies. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I guess it was first top of the list. <laughs> um so yeah, it it it's done well. Yeah. And but the key here though is that they cut away to the key line we focused on last week, which is the idea of that there was a quote unquote real reason he wound up having to go and live with Cyrus. Yes. And that is the suggestion that he killed his parents and that there's something that he wasn't turned into a monster by Cyrus, but that he was always a monster. And there is something bad in their blood, is what Cyrus believed. Now, we're going to have a conversation of that after we get to the end of the season. And they tell us the full story of... Yes, Boy. because we don't find out... What the details are this, in any details. way, shape, or form. Yeah. And, but this is, this is haunting him now. Yeah. Yeah. And he can't get it out of his head. That's right. He can't get that idea out of his head that there's something fundamentally wrong with him and he is broken down at the core. Like that is yes. now starting to obsess him in a really interesting way. All well, right. Yes. Uh, then we cut over to, um, then we cut over to the Emmy and it turns out the victim had the number 314 uh, carved into his head, uh, which Luke immediately remembers that's from Genesis about people being made to crawl on their uh, hands on their knees. And well, it's course, a snake, right? Yeah, exactly. The, the, the snake, the snake, the snake who had legs before that. Yeah. And from now your curse will be that you have to crawl from then on. 
Uh, and of course, this guy, he makes the connection because the guy quite obviously has scarring all over his knees. So, yeah. Yeah, I know, but. It's a I, bit of a reach. No, here's, here's my problem. Go. They both, he and later on, Emily. Yeah. Comes up with a biblical quote. Yeah. And I'm going, okay, so she knows the Satan thing, but like, and she did see demons. Mm-hmm. And um, okay, maybe she might have a better grasp Sense. of this, but they're both friggin' Roman Catholics. I know. And I'm just going, do they all have photographic memories that they remember everything and can immediately pinpoint? That 314? Yeah, I know. The idea that he would immediately think, oh, well, this 314, this must be about that line about snakes from the Bible. No, just one snake, Satan. Yeah, sorry, just one snake, Satan from the Bible. Uh, As as we interpret it now. Yes, as we currently... Well, then again, all snakes don't have legs, and it could be one of those how the, you know, why the raven has black feathers kind of stories about why snakes... Oh, no, oh, I'm sure it was. You know? I'm sure it was, okay, that it has been adapted. This is all part of folk culture because you you start explaining all of these things. It just that its interpretation from then on becomes just about well, not we don't even know what the intent would have been with that original story in the bronze age. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, how he's interpreting it, I'm not I don't I don't have any complaint with how he's interpreting it. We'll get to Emily later on um, <laughs> I know. at all. It was just, I'm going, how the hell does he remember yeah, that? There's no way. Even I don't know it's three, four. Off the top of your head? No. Off the top of my head. And I know you this see, stuff. No, the weird part is, you see 316, everybody knows John 316. Yeah. Right? Everybody knows. But you see any other, you know, three letter combination, you're not going to jump to a Bible verse unless it's, I'm trying to think, like, is there another unbelievably famous Bible verse? No. Yeah. Well, the 23rd Psalm. Yeah, but that's a the song. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not yeah, want. But, that, then, that, but, that's, <laughs> but then that's P23, so, you know, you would know That right doesn't away. fit either. No. But, yeah, and it uh, if it, anyway. Yeah. Why, it's, why it's he jumped stretch. there? Well, no, he jumped there because the plot needed him to. Yes, yeah, I it's, know it's a stretch. Because like, the, the weird part is, they make a joke about, should I call Reed? To um uh to ask Interpret him about the this. pie what pie means because it's three is, one four. Yes. But the irony is, had Spencer Reed been there, I believe that in his head he could just start going between all of the books of the Bible. Yes, until yes. he found no, a line that fit. But here's the point, okay? It should have a colon, not a dot. Yeah, that is the problem. That's why you know because that's the why crack it's about pie. pie. There's only a dot. Verse. Yeah. And it's biblical only a verse verses, if you have a colon. You're right. You're right. Have a colon. Yeah, they the don't chapters have a colon. and then colon verse. So mm-hmm. uh, just a, really a little, yeah, just a little little one of those things that no, it's worth mentioning. You know? It is absolutely worth mentioning. So uh, it was just <laughs> it's, it's it, you know now that we're going through this and these were things I thought as I was going through them right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going. Um, and I'm going, but I love this episode. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we find these moments. We find these moments where we're like, well, that's a bit of a stretch. A bit of a stretch. Uh, but the point Not is. Not there that fast. Right, but uh, he needs to get there that fast. Doug has located the other missing, right? The other mm-hmm. missing person. Right? Uh, so now we know about Ashley. But, and this is uh, one part that's slightly weird in the episode. And I, I know why they want to get there because they need to teach us about Doug's backstory. But Garcia's like, uh, the teacher was arrested last year, but they covered it up. So there's no record of what he was arrested for. And then they're like, let's talk to his parents and see if they know. And I'm like, you know, you could just phone the campus cops. You're the FBI. You could just yeah. ask the campus cops what they arrested him for. Like, and I know they need to have that scene to get into Doug's backstory, but it's like, you're making this harder than it has to be, guys. You can just, like, the police will defer to you. You're the FBI and they're campus cops. These are campus cops. Yeah. Apparently, though, you get the impression it went to the real police and then the university covered it up along with the chief of police. Yes, I think that is the, you're right, that that is the implication. The implication, you know. 
is this where you get the first, yes, well, that this is the first intimation that the line is, is, well, you know, it's a small university town and they don't want to have anything bad happen. Yeah, exactly. In the public. You can't have so bad they, PR. Anything can't that would have hurt bad PR. Yeah, because some of these, and that's what we don't have. I mean, even Algoma is not like in that sense, that small. Yeah. Um, these are little towns that exist solely where, to support a yes, university. Solely to support the, the university. Whole town. Yeah. I mean, we're an industrial city. Yeah. You know, we're a small city, but we're industrial. Mm -hmm. And the university, yes, you know, it, it brings in money, some money, but it is not the driver of the economy. Whereas in these small little the universities, yeah. it drives the entire economy. Mm hmm. So, so yeah, I you, did it buy is that. believable. Oh no, you believable that yeah, they would cover it up. Believable, one hundred percent. What's not believable is that they can't just phone the cops and be like, "Hey, this guy was brutally murdered, and it might have to do with that thing you made go away." So tell us what happened. Yeah, and they could have even found out that it was something stupid, like yeah. he got really, really drunk and went and bashed up a whole bunch of cars or something. Well, no, you I mean, know. It is relevant what it ended up being, but it's just like the acting yeah. like they have to go to his parents to find out what it was is just a stretch to me. I yes. just don't believe that part. It's like you have better resources for this and you can, you don't have to like fly the parents into town, which is what they end but up doing. But we needed Doug's backstory. Yes. And cause, so they talk to the parents and it turns out, and the, the parents, finally the show gets to this. <laughs> like we're seven episodes in without ever acknowledging that, you know, half the country has been radicalized. Well, not half, but like 20% eh, of the country has been radicalized by a former president of the United States to believe that the entire FBI are deep states terrorists who are trying to destroy America. Right? Yes. So I feel like that's going to come up in how you investigate things now. And it finally does because that's who uh, this teacher's parents are. And it turns out that's who Doug's dad is as well. He's one of these scumbag survivalist gun nuts. Yep. Oh, which again, well, let's you understand a little more where Doug's coming from and why he likes things to be formal and why he likes things to be by the book and why he likes the power he gets from being part of the university because it gets him away from his, uh, sorry, the university, the BAU, from the BAU the and the FBI yeah. because it's authority that doesn't come from being a scary, violent guy the way his dad is. Yeah. So yeah, really good character reveal here. And yep. it makes perfect sense for what we know about him. Yes, and he he handled himself so well in the mm -hmm. investigation. That interview. Yeah, yep. Yeah, really good scene. Yeah, and no so notes he on does that get them to tell the story. The mother he yeah. gets through to the mother, and she tells the story of why he was picked up. Yeah, and, and it turns out he had just had a bunch of oxycontin pills left over when he uh, had a knee injury, yeah. and yeah. he sold them to his TA. Which kind of makes him look like a bad dude. Like, just give them to your TA, dude. Come on. Or in Canada, what you're, things. in Canada, what you're supposed to do is give them back to the pharmacy. Yeah, but that wouldn't be underhanded and make you the target no. of a serial killer. That's right. Uh, but yes, he was, uh, and he was ratted out by somebody. And the implication is he was ratted out by the serial killer, who was then made more angry because he suffered no punishment for having done this. Yes. So there you go. And so that's, uh, that is, so in, in, it ends up being that what happened with their son is like the inciting incident, the, the trigger that made yes. this guy, the stressor, the key stressor that made him finally tip over into murdering people is the implication. I mean, that's not set out and, right, but that's pretty clear. Yeah. And, and kidnapping the, the, this, the girl, the other girl. Yeah. The, well, I can't remember her name. Uh, the grace TA. is the ta grace yes the grace and yeah i mean it 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 tracks yeah oh no totally you know and then penelope says we can do the profile doug comes up with a really good idea yeah uh but before like we get that there, before we get there we do um go back to voice we go back well no no we go to no? uh to see what grace and ashley are up to oh yes yes yeah yes, and sorry. we find out uh 
Uh, we see what Grace and Ashley are up to, and they are trapped down there. Uh, right? They are, uh, they, they are trapped down there, and uh, Ashley draws, and, uh, Ashley, Grace is gonna start explaining to Ashley what the rules are and what the killer is up to, and he says that he wants to judge them. Yes. So again, in, uh, like setting up the religious aspect of this even more than they already had with the, uh, than they already had with the previous one. Oh, and it turns out that the reason Ashley is there is because when uh, one of her friends in her sorority OD'd, she uh, helped cover it up. Yes. Right? So that the uh, so that the sorority wouldn't be punished. So there you go. And it's Doug's idea to not go to the police, but rather to go to the entire administration of the university, because they're more <laughs> likely to be able to identify this guy. Not and only identify this guy, but give them the files they need. Yeah. Because apparently suddenly uh, Garcia is not just fine hacking into every database on earth. (laughs) Since when do they have to ask for files? Well, because we need this really good scene because for the first time, I'm not complaining about a profiling. Yeah. Because these are the exact right people to be talking to. Yes. These are the people to talk to and what they explain, how they explain it all is clear and it makes them understand exactly what's at risk here. Mm -hmm. And you can see how small, because this is all the dean, probably the deans of the few faculties that they have. Yeah. Um, You know, so it'll be the president. It's the president of the university, probably. Who says that he's worried about the lawsuits. Who wants well, to put, he's well. Yeah. He doesn't want it to get into the public because how would it how would it affect their image to for people to know they had a serial, serial killer? <gasps> I know. Uh, yes, and I and who was it that came up with the quote? You've got two options here. Yes. God, yeah, it was it Emily, or, but the point is like no, it's Doug. A, I think it was, I think it was Doug. Doug. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice scene. No, I mean that's a really good scene. I, oh like, yeah, no I mean this scene. is your they choice. Did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, writing this scene was a great job. Yeah. No, I really liked that. And uh, of course, they're going to get the permission. Then it's back to Ashley and Grace. And uh, Grace is explaining what the guy's deal is. And as I'm watching the scene, I'm like, okay, well, she's obviously in on it in some way. But she does seem to have been here and tortured. And of course, we quickly find out the way why she's acting so squirrely and guilty. We will quickly find out. Uh, but yeah, they, they do set up how squirrely and guilty she's acting. And again, a nice bit of acting and a nice bit of writing. They set it up cleanly. I did really like that. Then it's back to Seattle, where Voight is checking to see if anyone has noticed that Cyrus is dead. And checking yep. to see if people believe that Sicarius is done. And then he finds out that, oh no... Uh, Maria's supposed killer hasn't been executed and is out of jail. This is going to be a problem. And then in the yeah, next, that's, story, yep, go. yeah, I know. I mean, that's very, you understand, like what I really like about him is they're building up these stressor points. Yeah. Just little stressor points, but they're accumulating. Mm-hmm. One thing is getting tacked on top of another and top of another. Yeah. And you know, the explosion's coming because he then walks in and sees his daughter's fighting and he fantasizes, about murdering his whole family. Yeah. And he Killing didn't even realize family. that he was swearing at them while he was having this fantasy. He doesn't even know he was doing that because yes. he's so focused on like getting lost in his fantasies and losing his ability to control himself. So yeah, but yeah, they're doing a great job with showing that yeah, you can only keep this up for so long. Right? It always starts to crumble for these guys. Well, he's well because he is truly splitting his life. Oh yeah, he's trying. You know, to have I mean, this... two completely different personas, and it's yes. just and it's all falling apart, and they're all running together. And you know, it started with uh, them. It started quite oof, uh, you know, with the, him wanting to kill his neighbor and indulging himself in that way. And then he went yep. and he visited his uncle and he killed his uncle thinking he can cut off that way. And you have, in a way, kind of the, um, uh, what's his name? Ed Kemper thing, where he thought, okay, well, I've finally killed the person I was really mad at. And then he gets home and he, and then he does the kill person he's been really mad at this whole time, but he doesn't feel any better and it hasn't stopped the urges. 
Well, and what's interesting, I mean, to think of where he's going to go next, is he going to go and kill a family so that he doesn't have to kill his own? That's the real question. And I'm sure yeah. we're going to find that out next Thursday. Yeah. Mm. Ne- next Friday. Oh, well, yes. Friday for us. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, for most people, Thursday. Uh, then we get a nice <laughs> scene where we find out why Grace was acting so squirrely when Ashley arrives and finds that Grace is hung from a hook and the killer's like... Uh, you can switch places with her or you can leave through a door. And of course, uh, Ashley completely understandably tries to leave through the door. Like, I don't yes. know. It, it ain't her responsibility to die for a stranger. You know, <laughs> like, I don't blame. I do not blame her at all. Uh, but of course, the guy was just lying. The door's locked and he was going to kill them both no matter what. Because he's a terrible person. Uh, and then, of course, we go to Tara, who has found out that the uh, the microchip was Moose's. Yeah. Ah, okay. It was Moose's RFID chip. So Moose's body burned up, but the RFID chip remained. Ah. Uh-huh. And so she has gone and tracked down Moose's owner and found out that Tommy. they're like creepy guys. Uh, who show up at the hardware store all the time. So yeah, he could be the killer. And luckily, and this is the part that, that beggars believe just a little, apparently they keep uh, the video camera surveillance there for just months and months and months. So she's well, able you know to go what? and get those files. No, You problem. know why? Yeah. But but you can, if you have a big enough, like big enough they hard probably drive, don't yeah. bother. If you have a big enough hard drive these days, yeah. You could keep that. It takes up almost no room. It could go on your six months drive. before it started rewriting over early the early. Well, oh, and it might not even rewrite. It might just set it off like a Zoom when we were when I record on Zoom. It just sets up a separate file and you you file no, no, it what away. It, no, what I'm saying is like when generally these things work on like a so and so month loop, and so there's room on the hard drive for six months worth of footage, and then the second you get to the end of those six months, it starts recording you know six months ago over and this only happened a couple of months ago so the footage is still there uh they rather unbelievably and i mean we just have to accept this for speed's sake assume that she must have met the killer on the same night that moose was kidnapped i'm like yes there's no way you can assume that but i mean well they here they should have checked the two weeks before moose was kidnapped. no no what they would have said what they should have just said is okay. Well, we'll start with the night that yeah. Moose was taken, and then we'll and we'll go back from, from that. Yeah, and they got in. They got so lucky that he was in fact there that night. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that the assumption they make that he would have been there that night. I'm like, eh, that's an unfair assumption. But you're yeah, right. That's, that's a an unfair fix. assumption. But that's an easy. That's, that's a one-line one line. You're totally right. Right. That's where we start. We'll start with the night that Moose we'll was taken, and we'll move backwards yeah. Yeah. you're right that's a one line you know to no see if there's it. anything yeah. yeah i mean i didn't i didn't twitch at that no not at all uh so there's- anyway garcia has been told she has to break up with tyler yeah uh, because it's completely inappropriate for her to be dating someone who is a material witness in the case they're working on so she calls him to do that and he says i'll come by and drop off the key She's like, no, just mail me the key. Mail it. We're not supposed to see each other. But he misses that part because he's already hung up. Yes. And we all see where this is going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're all happy to see where this oh, is yeah. going. Oh, yeah. No, no complaints. No, far from it. And and he does understand when she explains to him why. Oh, yeah. Like he gets uh, He's fully comprehending this. He does. But anyway, we'll get to that. When we'll we we'll get, get to, to the happy ending <laughs> yeah, later on. Um, and, of course, now we get... More with uh, Sicarius and Voight, whose wife knows that he got fired. Well, yeah, I mean, but I, that was a tense scene. Yep. Oh, my I God. Know. I know. I know. And she, I know what you've been doing. And so he goes and grabs a gun and is ready to shoot her. Well, the thing is, no, he goes and grabs the case. And then holds the gun. Yeah, exactly. Behind yeah. the case. So yes, he's ready that's... to shoot, depending on what she says. But then it's like... She just thinks he's lost his job and he's cheating on her. He's like, no, I'm going, I'm looking for another job. And she's like, well, why didn't you tell me about any of this? And like, yes, he's incredibly closed off because he's a serial killer. (laughs) 
But of course, she doesn't know this. <laughs> this is no, she doesn't she know this, and he can't talk to her because this is his idealized life, and yep. in his idealized life, nothing goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And besides, he has probably already gotten into the money issue. Yep. Like taking some of Benjamin's money to pay all these bills that he's had and oh, yeah, and everything else. I'm assuming that that things are going well that way. And so it it is perfectly understandable. And and then this is and she just says to him, she said, you have to start talking to me mm-hmm. and you have to have a plan. So oh, yeah. he does have a plan. He's going to leave. Yeah. But before we get to that, we check back in with uh, we check back in with Ashley and Grace. Yes. And Ashley has a plan to uh, sorry, Grace has a plan to get at the killer because uh, she has been horrifically injured in the whipping. Uh, less yeah. horrifically injured, honestly, than she should be based on the weapon this guy was using. But I guess right when he started whipping her, one of the knives that he has in a cat of nine tails, it's a really disturbing looking weapon, has broken yes. off yeah. and uh, embedded itself, embedded itself between her ribs, which, ugh. And so yes. her plan is, I'll fake my death. And then you stab him with this thing you pull out of me. I'm like, that's a pretty good plan. I've heard worse plans. Yeah. Well, and what is really nice about this is that Grace doesn't blame Ashley because Ashley's feeling really bad. You know, about the the fact that that trying to run run. away. Yeah. Okay. And then and then Grace just tells her, look, I had the same choice and I I did the same thing. Yeah. I'm not blaming you. It's obviously not your fault. Because how could it be? And so, yeah, she she is a very mature in her reading of the situation, which I I very much like to see. Yes, I I, I liked yeah, all nice. of the scenes with with the, oh, the two of them. Yeah, yeah. No, no, they did great. They worked very very well. All right, so now uh, they have gone through the files and they have found a guy who matches their profile exactly because he is a guy who works at the university. He is a janitor, and his daughter was sold drugs by a student. And then OD'd and died. So it exactly fits the victimology of the people he has picked. So this is 100% the guy. So they go to break into his place. Uh, They check it out and they find that he has blueprints of the old power station for the university where he has built a bunch of traps and set up a whole surveillance system. So now they know who the killer is. And they know where he's got the people. And the, uh, the only question is, can the team get there in time to save them? Of course they can. This is Criminal Minds. <laughs> yes, and it's not that far away. No, but the 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 ladies do acquit themselves quite well. Yes. Uh, Killer gets himself stabbed in the leg. And then Ashley grabs his keys and runs off to get help. Uh, just as Emily and Doug show up. That's uh-huh. right. They're the first on the scene. And, and they're going to wait for this time. They're going to wait for backup. They don't, though. She, well, no, but but it, at least in this case, when they, they don't wait for to. backup, yeah. they have a good reason. They hear these screams. Not only do they hear the screams, but Ashley full on tells her that he's down there with Grace still. Well, so it yes, is an they imminent this... situation. They they uh, they hear yes, Ashley it's screaming, an imminent. Yes. and they run down to and then they find out the other Ashley... girls in danger. So yes, yeah, they Ashley have to go. Down. Yeah. yeah, Ashley runs out and runs into them and says that Grace is in danger down there. So yes, it is completely believable this time they wouldn't wait for yes. backup. We're not going to criticize them at all. No. And so now you got the guy um, holding his uh, like strangling uh, Grace and holding him her in front no, of him. At, yeah, Grace. Yeah, yeah Grace. Yeah, uh, holding her in front of him to keep her. Um, to keep Emily from shooting him. And now Emily no, has to, keep, to talk. It's JJ. No, it's Emily. Is it Emily? It is Emily. Okay, it's Emily. It's Emily. To keep Emily from shooting him. And then, of course, now Emily has to come up with a way to get him to let her go. Yes. Take it away. No, I don't even remember what. <laughs> she, she goes quoted. with Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> that was it. Sodom. Like, so ridiculous. And I'm just going. This is this is the Bible quote you went with. Not vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Not you know, it's not our place to do this. It's sometimes you just get to walk away from stuff. 
Like Lot. Like yeah, Lot got it. to walk away from Sodom? And I'm like, you know that in this analogy, Emily, you're God, right? Jeez. I feel like that's something that he might not really re- like and, react well to. Like, to you I, anointing I looking... yourself God in an analogy. You know, but I'm just going, Lot, that's why I completely forgot it, you know, the thing, because I'm just going, this is so stupid. I know. Yes, go with vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Yeah, exactly. It's that's, not your that's place. That's what you do. You can't, you can't take this kind of vengeance. Yeah, this is not your responsibility. You want your vengeance now? No. But vengeance is God's. There, done. That's it. Because he is this religious yeah. figure. He's got this religious obsession and this religious fixation. And he's going to he's so he got you know, he's going to take God's vengeance for God. Yeah. And And that is one hundred percent something you're not allowed to do. No. It's it's right there, pretty damn clearly. And that should be the first place anybody goes. Yeah. When dealing with this, and it's like you, I, mean, if, I understand your anger. It's unfair. It's horrible what happened to your daughter. But vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. It is not your place to do this. But instead, she goes with Lot and Lot's wife and saying, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let you walk away." I'm like, uh, what? Like, how could he possibly believe that this FBI is going to let them walk away from serial killing? And that Bible quote ain't gonna get you there. It was, it was, it was so weird. You, if you're going to start using this religious stuff and the Bible stuff and the rest of it, at least kind of get it sensible or correct or yeah. make make sense of this. Yeah. Of the, you know, I mean, just, the first I mean, it's one. Fun to, at its core, it's just the wrong quote. <laughs> it's just the yeah. wrong quote, and it's just the wrong yeah. sentiment for manipulating yeah, it, this guy. You needed. Is. You needed the obvious, and that is the obvious quote. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was the rationale. Well, we don't want to use something so obvious, but no, the is that obvious something quote they've been is scared the... of in the past, though. Is that something <laughs> that they've been scared that's troubled them historically? <laughs> no, they go with what works. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It works. No, I, I, I'm not disagreeing oh, okay, with you. Good. Okay. Honestly, I am not disagreeing uh, with you. It's just, it's, I, it's I, weird. It it is weird when you had something so obvious that you yeah. go with something so bizarre. You know. Yeah, that's that was my only real problem with this scene. I mean, uh, after but, all, yeah. I th- never mind. I mean, I guess that's what happened to me because then I keep thinking, you know, what happens to Lot afterwards? Eh? Yeah, well, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> uh, so that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> Uh, so yes, um, the Bailey, he goes to walk away and Bailey sticks a gun in his face and they arrest him. And, uh, then Bailey stays with the, uh, stabbed girl until the paramedics arrive and yes, she's going to be Grace. fine. And, and it turns out everybody's going to be fine. It's a very happy ending to the episode. Oh like, yeah. I was more so happy. Those... Than, I know. I was really worried she was not going to come to a good end. Oof. Yes. But no, she's and... fine. Yeah. It turned out no vital organs, I guess, would have been. Yeah, no, it was just affected uh, by the when it, it was came just in. jammed in between her ribs. So I'm sure she's yeah. got like some kidney or liver damage or something, but they'll be able to deal with it. Yeah, gallbladder yeah. damage. Who you know. knows? Uh, yeah, exactly. On that side. Yeah, who knows, right? But the point is, she's gonna be fine, and yeah. that's all we needed to know at the end of the episode. All right. And so now Bailey's in a situation where he's literally got his hands bloody. He's arrested somebody. He's rescued somebody. He really feels like he's part of the team. And this is huge for him. And it's why I'm afraid he's going to get killed. <laughs> well, yes, because Tyler has so to join the team. <laughs> they're doing so much work to establish this guy. Well, Tyler might get killed too. Like, it's, they're like, there are these two guys who are so wonderful. And I'm like, Oh, oh, either one of them could be going right at the end. I'm not not happy about that. And now we get the scene where his uh the sorry, Sicarius Voigt's big idea is well, I'll just go away. Yes. I'll just go away and I'll get my head straight and I'll come back and I'll be a good parent. And his daughters are unhappy and his wife is uh, unhappy and he of course can't tell them what's going on with him cuz he's a serial killer. <laughs> serial killer. <laughs> But he promises he'll do better, but we know that's not how it works. 
No. Like, we know that's just not how it works. You're only going to get worse. And don't tell me that, you know, uh, what do you call it? That BTK t- stopped killing. I know BTK stopped killing. Okay. <laughs> but this is not that situation. That is a relatively unique thing. Also, he was going back to killing when he got caught. So don't give me that. They yeah. can just turn it off. He had they started able- stalking a lady right when they, he got caught. So, yeah. you know. Don't, don't tell me that he could turn it off. And you can say that, and in fact, because it was so, he was getting older and he was getting tired more easily and it's a lot of work to stalk and kill people. He was getting his urges. He was having ju- all the same urges and having all the same problems and he was getting off by taunting the police and that's how he got caught. So yeah, no, he did not turn no, it off. No, and plus, okay, people have to go back and listen to our discussion of BTK, but yeah. um, one... There is still, right, what he was doing instead, right? He was doing these things and he was drawing and he just kept, instead of like Voight, who... Externalized and got other people to do the killing for him. Yes, and a whole bunch of other things, you know. Um, BTK, first of all, didn't have the financial wherewithal to do what Voight is doing. Of course. That would be number one. Mm the other thing, and I'm still convinced his daughter saw some of those drawings at one point. Wouldn't shock me. But anyway, that's that's a discussion. But, um, you know, at the bottom, eventually, it's just not going to be good enough. Yeah. Like, he is, and that is with Voight. He has, he is going to have to keep killing is what he thinks to keep these two. He's going to have to keep these two parts of his lives going because otherwise these urges are coming. He does not understand that he's decompensating. And in fact, killing Cyrus was probably not a good idea. Nope. Even though, as you say, like, um, what's his face? Ed Kemper. Ed Kemper. It's the focus of his rage. It's the focus of his rage. But, you know, as long as you can keep that rage going there. And, of course, he ends up with this reminder of what he did to his parents, which we still don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it like it tracks. And you can see that he is now, of course, more and more lying to himself, thinking that he can somehow or another get back to where he was and get back yeah 10 years ago and of course even five years ago just not possible no no he is decompensating and we're watching it happen and they're like again such a great choice to do this over the 10 episodes yeah and it's in and you can see it as a slow process and then you can see the steps Mm -hmm. well then he's but he can pull himself together periodically 100 percent. but you know it can only last so long. He can only yeah. hold it together for so long. And again, the fact that they are showing you like that he's got all of the classic stressors, that he's got family stuff, that he's got money stuff. Like they're like, no, like this guy is in a way the perfect storm of a guy who's going to snap. Because it's coming. See, before he only had the stressors from his serial killing life. Exactly. Now both and halves you, of his guess, lives are falling we, apart. And now the other half of his life is also causing him stress. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, they're joining in his brain and he's going to have to figure a way out. Yep. How, how is he? And we are not figuring out that he is going to be able to figure a way. Oh out no, of, of course he isn't. <laughs> There's only three episodes left. Yep. No, I mean, he's, uh, this is all going to go very badly for everybody over the next two episodes. I think it's fair to say. Three episodes. Well, no, I'm saying over the next two two episodes. I think you're going to have a big climax because that's generally how these cable seasons are structured. You're going to have a big climax in episode nine that sets up the giant showdown finale. So it's like whatever the thing that sets him off and makes this all come tumbling down, it'll happen episode nine, and then we'll have the showdown in episode ten. Yes, is and my then... thought. But yeah, yeah well, we'll what see. What will we? that take? Well, we're going to find out soon enough. 
Uh, So then after we've, uh, he's run off, we get this nice back and forth edit where uh, we cut between him going and digging up one of his cases and David going through the, uh, going through the footage, right? Until she, he finds the guy who went and looked at the picture of Moose and talked to her about it. And he's like, gotcha. Except he was wearing a baseball cap. So David doesn't have his face. He's only got the butt. He's got sort of half his face. What he doesn't have that's critical is the eyes. Yeah, he doesn't have the eyes. He just has the bottom of his face. Now, that said, he now, like, has a time and place where he knows the killer was. So he can start looking at other security cameras in the area. But he does have a good lead. And then we get to... And he may. uh, Oh, yeah. You know where it is. He he may go back to the footage from the fake bomb. Oh, yeah. See if the same guys in the area. Yeah, that would make a perfect... That would make perfect sense. See if he was there. Yeah, it's a completely logical. I would not be surprised if they did that next week at all. Yeah. All right. And now we get a couple of fun things. Uh, Tara has been willing to, like, uh, take some time to herself and stop obsessing over her girlfriend, which is nice. That's good. Yes, she's Uh, turning off her phone for the night. Will shows up to take uh, JJ out to dinner. Yeah, for a date night. He is fantastic. Yes. And she says, but the boys, well, like, you know, your mother. No, no, no. But again, it's a he, great he acting choice it. where he's yeah. like, oh God, we have children. No, your mother's there. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Just such a nice little acting beat. And it's it's that kind of fun beat. Yes. They didn't have to do that fun beat, but they did this no. super fun beat to show us how good their relationship is at this point. Is It's developing the way yeah. that they have decided in the first few episodes that they were going to go. Mm -hmm. Like JJ has definitely shifted a little bit, particularly after his cancer scare. Yeah. Yeah. She is. No, she is taking prioritizing things seriously. Yes. And it's great to see again. It's great to see them modeling a healthy relationship. And this has always been the relationship where they could model that, uh, like going back to that episode where the children kept getting burned alive and we found out that she's in therapy. Yeah. Right? That they did couples therapy because she can't communicate. You know, like, what? Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> On Criminal Minds? Ah, oh, and then they did a ripoff of that with David and his wife years later. But uh, they did the same episode again with David and his wife because it worked uh, so well the first time. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, fine. Whatever. We don't believe it, but we don't believe that David would have behaved this way. But then again, they were all setting up the the face off killer who like, yes, if you want to hear our thoughts on the face off killer, just go listen to those episodes. We're not going to rehash all of that now by any means. Because we need to get to (laughs) to the the most fun part of the episode. The, the most important part of the episode. <laughs> Which is Tyler coming to return her keys and them talking about the fact that they can't be together and neither of them caring. <laughs> but I think, I mean, it was really oh. good how Tyler explains to her yeah. that he's only dropping, he's dropping off the key and he has to say this one thing to her. Yeah. Like, I I mean, this is just again all of the Penelope scenes. All of the Penelope scenes have been like on a writing tier higher than the rest of the show all season, and this is the best one yet. Yeah, I mean, he he um is so um good at explaining. Yeah, that, that he, he was, was going suicidal. to. Yeah. He was suicidal, and, and he then didn't he didn't care her. as long as he got rid of. Sicarius, he didn't care what happened yeah. to him. And after Sicarius was dealt with, he was going to kill himself. And it didn't matter that even if they couldn't see one another, his life has changed radically since he met her. Yeah. And, and she has allowed enough. him to see that there's still good in the world and that life is worth living. And it's like, how can you not sleep with him now? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> how could she possibly not sleep with him after that? And she does. It's so nice. And 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 it, and and they did like this is so miles ahead of everything that they did in Criminal Minds before. Oh God, yeah. Where the two of them are, we really going to do this? Well, yeah, I guess we are. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, they're both agreeing. Yep. But making sure that everybody's agreeing, and then <laughs> and then we get the, the post credit sequence. Door. You get the credits, and I'm going, "Who's Mrs. Longsty?" Like I'm watching the yeah. credits. 
and then all of a sudden the there's a the knock, knock at the door and it's Mrs. Lonsky who lives across the way or <laughs> below their apartment. Yeah. And she's heard some noise and wants to make sure Penelope's all right. And Penelope's got that. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. The sex was just <laughs> way too loud. <laughs> the sex so was good. just way too loud. And then oh. we get this weird scene and it moves up from his feet. Where he's, he's completely lying. naked and covered with his genitals covered by cookbooks. By cookbooks. Oh, and, and, and then Penelope makes that line about nerds yeah. and sex. Oh my god, such a perfect <laughs> ending! Such a perfect ending. I was ending. just wonderful. <laughs> loved it, loved it, loved it. No qualifications. Thought it was. Fantastic. He better not die. <laughs> they better not be killing off Tyler. But the thing is, it's like I feel like it's it's Tyler or it's Doug. I feel like somebody's dying later this year. And I don't want either of them to die, just like I didn't want anyone to get killed in that explosion. But I feel like they might only rescue us and re- give us complete, you know, whoo, once this year. So I'm scared. They got well, well the point is, is that I can see Sicarius going after Tyler. Oh, easily. Yeah. Because Tyler was ready to sell him out. Did sell him out. Well, did sell him out and, 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 and sold him out. Yeah. And then what would happen is, is that Voight would focus on Tyler as the cause of all of his problems. It's possible that that's what he, why he grabbed that case. And that's what he's going off to do. Yeah. It's the second, right? Because first it was Cyrus that he blamed for everything. Mm -hmm. And now he's got to find somebody to blame to to replace Cyrus. Yeah. And he, of course, it makes perfect sense that he'd be blaming the guy who screwed up his serial killer fraternity. Yep. Yeah. Like, it's it's completely logical. So, yeah, like, I don't know if that's where he's going with that new case, but if that happens at the end of next week, if that's where he shows up stalking Tyler or trying to kill Tyler, wouldn't shock me in the least. So, no. yeah, uh, things are about to get rough, everybody. Yes, <laughs> that's our prediction. Oh, yeah, the, it it can only get rougher from now on. Yeah. No, we're, we're in the home stretch. Last three episodes. This is going to be... This is going to get bleak, so I hope everybody's emotionally ready for it, because I don't know if I am. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll tell you next week how we feel. <laughs> right? All right. <laughs> okay, so I guess that's that. Uh, if yep. you have any questions, if you have any comments, if there's any profiling-related fiction you'd like us to check out, drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. If uh, you were listening to this on some sort of an app or podcatcher, Please rate and review. That's how people find the show. We're going to be back here next week with the new episode. Uh, But until then, I'll say that's right. Au revoir. And have a good week. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network. 